At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone but not just anyone alma is there to help you find the right fit visit helloalma.com therapy 30 to schedule a free consultation today that's helloalma.com therapy 30 i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Odyssey's 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast. I am Brian Rennick. Uh, I will be joined by the one and only Zane Nackfee. He is off IR. Uh, but he is still in the uh, in the locker room getting taped up. He should be on shortly. But uh, we are here and we are ready to uh, celebrate. We're ready to smoke that uh, NFC West Division Champions pack. The San Francisco 49ers on QB3 went up to Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks to clinch the NFC West division title for the first time since 2019. And they did it again at Lumen Field. It wasn't Lumen Field in 2019, but that's what it is now. And it's just, I I don't know. It's just such a good time. It is such a good time to be a 49ers fan. The storyline surrounding this team, uh, first and foremost, obviously, uh, that gentleman over my uh, left shoulder there, uh, Mr. Brock Purdy, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, pick 262, seventh round rookie, has essentially come in for three games. He basically played the entire game against Miami and has brought home three dubs for the 49ers. They are currently on a seven game win streak, they are the hottest team in the NFL. And I would imagine if you pulled any coach, any GM, any fan base, uh, they would tell you that uh, the 49ers are not a team that they are wanting to face in the postseason. And I don't blame them because this 49ers team, since the Christian McCaffrey trade, has been far and away the best team in the NFL. By any measure, 
But let's look at my favorite measure, DVOA. Uh, we talked about this on our last episode with Akash. Uh, this 49ers team is number one overall in DVOA since the Christian McCaffrey trade. And it's not even close. Uh, this team is at, I believe, about 64%. And again, 0% is is average. It's an average NFL performance. And this team's at 68% since the, the Christian McCaffrey trade. Not sure what that will look like after this game. Uh, but but this team is this team is special. I'm just gonna say it. This team is special. It feels special. Uh it it just the vibes are immaculate right now. Uh we've got veteran leadership all over the place. We've got a defense that uh at uh, I don't know, uh, I think uh, I, I could look it up about seven o'clock last night. Uh, I was trying to come up with uh, a nickname that I uh, thought would fit for for this defense and my first attempt was was widely booed and and I guess rightfully so uh, I was trying to include something San Francisco related so I was like hey how about the sourdough swarm right and most people rejected that pretty pretty quickly so fair enough hey fair enough but then I thought to myself what is it about this defense that's been incredible and you know I thought any team that comes up against this defense since that, that chiefs game is lucky, like legitimately lucky to score 17 points. No team has scored more than 17 points. And so I thought to myself, Hey, what if we call this the NC 17 defense? Because there's no chance you're scoring more than 17. So that's that's where I'm at. That's what I'll keep calling it from now on. This is the NC-17 defense. And not only that, but, you know, you could think of it this way. Uh, what this what this defense does to opposing teams, it's it's not safe for work. It is, it is NC-17 for violence because they are ass kickers. And it is so much fun to watch. So... Let's look at some of the storylines. Let's let's look at this game. You know, one of the things, and and I tweeted this out. Uh, I tweeted this out onto the timeline, and then actually had to. Uh, I immediately deleted it because right when I hit send, right when I hit send, uh, <laughs> Seattle scored uh, that touchdown to make it twenty one thirteen. But prior to that, it was twenty one to six. We had about what four minutes left in the in the fourth quarter. And there was a little bit of, of, uh, there was a little bit of, uh, oh, and here's our buddy Zane. Let's add him to the stream. But there was a little bit of, of like, Hey, this offense isn't performing great on the timeline. And I was trying to give a little bit of perspective. And, and this was my perspective. The 49ers looked like they were playing a Thursday night football game, right? Like yeah. it, it looked like that and Thursday night football games are gross. It sucks. Mm -hmm. I hate to have Thursday night football games. They're never good. The, the only one that I remember ever being really entertained by was the one back in 2019, or maybe it was even 2018, uh, between the, the 49ers and the Rams, where it was just like back mm. and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. The Br but, Brian Hoyer game, where the only game yeah, of Brian yeah. Hoyer really like played. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Exactly. Game. So, you know, outside of that, Thursday night football games are gross, and they're ugly. And, and did the offense look amazing? No. But – a little bit of perspective, the 49ers looked like they were playing a Thursday night football game 
And with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, they still were up 21 to six on a playoff caliber team, a hated division rival at their place, 21 to six. Like, did the offense look great? No, but there really wasn't at any point in that game, Zane. And I don't know if you felt this way. I never felt like that game was anywhere near uh, close to a comeback for those Seahawks. It yeah. was an ass kicking. It was. It was. And the score is not indicative of that because every time the 49ers had some sort of big play or game-changing play, it seemed like it was it was a penalty or, you know, the roughing the passer call. Look, if that roughing the passer call, and, and you know, I don't know if we've talked about this already, but Mm-mm. if that doesn't happen, it's 28 to three. Okay. And Josh yeah. Johnson is coming in the game at that point. For and, sure. and we're just for sure. rocks on ice for the rest of the game. And at that point, it doesn't matter. Like it's a blowout at that game, but look, the, the way that the rule is stated, the call was correct. However, that should not be a rule. The rule should be changed by yeah. the book. Okay, fine. You landed on him, whatever. And props to Nick Bosa. Cause after the game, he was like, look, I cost my team. Like what, what a leader, by the way, what a, what a yeah. fantastic guy that, you know, that's leading this defense. Like he was, he's the best player on the defense on the best defense in the league. And he acts like it even off the field. And he's he the defensive player the game, of the year. Absolutely. I think it surpassed Mike, Micah Parsons for sure. Yeah. And he, after the game, he talked about just owning it. He's like, I got to be better. And that was something that cost my team. And, you know, I just got to make sure that I'm, I'm better about that in the future. And it's like, man, bro, like, it's not, it's not your fault. You don't got to, you don't got to apologize for that, man. Like it's, yeah. it's a stupid rule. And I hate that they had to call that. And it absolutely changed the game because it kept Seattle kind of in it. But to your point, I never felt at any point that Seattle was actually going to pull off a comeback. Even when it was 21, 13, I was like, okay, they still need a touchdown and a two. And essentially it's, right two first downs and the 49ers can, can wrap this up against a really porous run defense. So yeah. that being said, there are psychological wins and I'm bummed that I couldn't open the show. So that's been a few shows in a row that I haven't opened. So maybe this should be the new tradition <laughs> that I jump in late or I just don't open the show. Right. Like maybe that's <laughs> there it is. The new tradition. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that it, this was a psychological win for them because Seattle, especially up in Seattle has been a bugaboo for of theirs for a long, long time. And for them to be able to go into Seattle, dominate them get the division win and do it with their third string quarterback who looks like qb1 i'm not gonna lie right now brian he looks like qb1 right now to do oh, all of yeah. that a hundred percent he looks like qb1 like can you can you look at this can you honestly say that he's not playing better than jimmy and and trey can you honestly say that i mean no i mean i mean well i mean he is playing better than jimmy and better than trey mm-hmm. he just exactly. is Again, and yeah. and and I would say slightly than 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 what Jimmy was doing mm-hmm. up until the point that he got injured. Right? You know, Jimmy yeah. was on a hot streak, and I will give Jimmy his flowers. He was playing well, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Brock Purdy just at and there's a couple plays that I would like to highlight as as we talk about Brock that where again that is that is where I'm pointing and going that that is better than anything that Jimmy Garoppolo could ever hope and dream to do. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, he's. He's been he's been incredible. It's it's such a story. It's the legend the 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 legend of of 2022 Brock Purdy, and it just continues. You are the captain of that. You are the captain of that bandwagon. (laughs) Choo choo! Right, that's me. Your your Brock Purdy shirt should have a C on it. 
It should. Oh, that's you are a great guy. idea. I should I should figure out how to do that. That's a great idea. You should. You I might, should I might have to also, by the out. way, get your Brock Purdy shirts. Uh, send a link out yes. last night. Brian Rennick is selling Brock Purdy shirts. You can see the logo right behind him. We're gonna yes. pimp, we're gonna pimp that shirt out right now. We're gonna pimp it out. Let's go. We gotta yeah. Let's get as many as we can on fans as we as we ride this uh this postseason train because uh, uh as I said before I'm I'm riding this Brock Purdy hype train until the wheels fall off and and it sure looks like those wheels are on with I don't know they're welded on at this point they're not falling off it's it's they're not going anywhere it is it's not going anywhere. You know what the most impressive drive to me, Brian, was last night? And it's it's a nothing drive, but it just shows how poised this kid is and how nothing – he just seems unflappable. It was a drive where they're pinned at their own one. That drive started yep. at the one, and at that point, the game was like they, – they just needed any sort of points right then to, to kind of put the game away and seal it. Mm-hmm. And they they started at the one. It was third down. They got they had a couple of yards to get away out of the shadow of the goalpost. It was third down. He hits Jawan Jennings on a slant to get a first down, to get the ball out to the 15-yard line. And it was huge because that was one of those situations where they just needed punting or literally just needed room to be able to punt the ball out of the end zone and to not have Brock make a mistake. Like we saw Jimmy step out of the back of the end zone earlier this year. And yes. and we saw we saw a uh, safety pick – or it was like a safety pick six right on the same play on the, uh, earlier this year against yeah. the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, the safety was the better – was the better outcome it was of the, play. the outcome right, right? because and, it would have been a yeah a, a pick six right and, and it was a pick brock, six. it was a pick six and, and and brock goes in there and he's able to not only not make a mistake but they're throwing out of the end zone which is something you, you would never see a coach so props to kyle for having the confidence to do that but it's those little intangible things that he's already doing that make me hopeful for not only this playoff run they're about to go on but the future as well because look at this point, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy will be a better quarterback than Trey will, but what I'm saying is that at this point in their careers, Brock is more polished as a quarterback than Trey is, just as a result of experience, right? He had 41 yes. college starts. 47. And just as, 47, sorry, college starts. Yeah. And just as a result of those 47 starts in college, Brock has gotten a, a world's worth of experience that Trey has yet to have. And you could say that the ceiling on Trey is higher, which I agree. But you could argue that for a Kyle Shanahan offense and a championship roster that is ready to win now, Brock Purdy might be the better fit going forward. And we'll see what happens. Look, I'm a Trey guy as well. I don't care who the quarterback is. I will stand whoever plays that position. But going into next year, you have a really good problem here where you have two quarterbacks that you could potentially start and win with, with assuming that Jimmy moves on, which I think he will. Yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy's play over the last three games and 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 what he will continue to do moving forward, three games left in the regular season and then whatever happens in the postseason, it, what it has done is is made Jimmy Garoppolo expendable, right? Mm-hmm. Which right. up until that Miami game, it didn't necessarily look like he was. You know, it, it, right before that Miami game, that report came out that the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo were looking at possibly another extension, right? Uh, there mm-hmm. weren't, it, we weren't saying multi-year or anything like that, but, but they were looking at, at, at reuniting. And so I, I think, I think that train or not train, cause this is the hype train that ship has sailed. Um, but for, uh, here's the thing. And, and this is, and I said this, I said this on our episode after that Miami victory, when I, when, when you so kindly dubbed me as the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train, what has me so excited about Brock is not the physical tools. 
it's not even the play on the field. It is the intangibles and they're, and, mm-hmm. and you use the word intangible. Cause it's like, how do you measure it? And you can't, but you can feel it. Like it, I, right. I can't, I can't put to words what it is, but you can feel this kid's poise. You can even mm-hmm. see it, but this kid is poised. He's mature. He, he, he knows what his role is and he's not trying to play outside of that. And I think what, what I loved most, there were a couple things in, in the post game. One, Michael Smith, right. Was on the uh, reporter on the Amazon prime post game. I saw you tweeted it. Huh? Yeah. So I, I tweeted, tweeted and you. then he, he quote tweeted me. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was hoping for like a like, but yeah. Awesome engagement there. But hey, Michael Smith, he, come on the show. Said, yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a great idea. I should tweet at him and be like, hey, you liked my tweet. Like, let's go. Let's get on the show. But and here's why. Here's why it's important. Michael Smith was working for the Boston Globe and covering the New England Patriots in 2001. And what he said on the post game was that Brock Purdy gives him the same feelings that 2001 Tom Brady gave him mm-hmm. and what happened in 2002 in 2002 Tom Brady led the Patriots to a Super Bowl in 2001 he still led them to the playoffs didn't have a great performance they went out in the first round but basically what he said was the moment is not too big for this kid and it mm-hmm. and it and it hasn't been and he attributes that to his experience at college at Iowa State because Tom Brady said the same thing. Someone asked Tom Brady in 2001, like, are you nervous? And Tom Brady's like, I sp- I've played in front of 90,000 Mich- in Michigan. Like, this is nothing to me. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Brock Purdy played at the in the Big 12. He's played at Oklahoma. He's played at Texas. He's been in these environments. And so it is, it is that experience that Trey Lance doesn't have that has allowed him to step in and just not this offense not only not miss a beat, but elevate a little bit with his playmaking ability. And you talked about that that drive that where he hit Jennings on the third down. The play prior to that is one of the ones that I was thinking of where it's a play action uh, naked boot uh, to the left. Uh, there's a defender there. He outruns him, gets out mm. of the end zone, and is able to, t- to throw it to Ray Ray McLeod. Now, there was a penalty on that play, um, and it didn't count, but just the fact that 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 athleticism allows extend that play and and not take a sack, which that exact play, Jimmy Garoppolo is going down in the end zone. He's not stepping out yeah. of the back. They no, weren't that not. far back, but he's going down. He can't outrun that yeah. defender. But but Brock Purdy, yeah. Brock Purdy could he's sneaky, athletic, sneaky, athletic. And then the other play, the one that a lot of people are pointing to is that that play that essentially um, it didn't ice the game. Jordan. Ponchez Mason iced the game and we can talk about that, but that, that, uh, that scramble for the first down, right? It was third and two Shanahan calls, uh, again, another naked bootleg this time to the right, uh, uh, play action, naked bootleg to the right. Uh, Purdy fakes the handoff, starts the bootleg defender starts to close on him, sees the first down rushes for it, has the wherewithal to start his slide inbounds and extend the ball in mm-hmm. front of him 
so that a the clock keeps going and b he gets the first down that is that is elite level uh football iq from a seventh round rookie and that is really where again this whole story starts and ends is that is that background that he has Yep. And that and and I know I'm going long and, and I'll, I'll allow you to jump in in a second. But here's the other thing that I thought was really awesome to see. After the game, you start to see on the timeline uh, a, a video clip of Adam Peters and John Lynch <clears throat> after the draft this year. And someone had asked Adam Peters about Brock Purdy, right? Because no one expected the 49ers to draft a quarterback. They had just drafted Trey Lance the, you know, the, the season before. Uh, and they asked him about, about Brock Purdy. And basically what Adam Peters said was, we love the way that he plays the position. He doesn't ha- he's not the biggest guy and he doesn't have the biggest arm, but we love the way that he plays the position. And he turned around and uh uh he turned around a team in Iowa State when he got there. And so I was like, "Well, what did he mean by that?" And so I looked it up. Here's Iowa State prior to Brock Purdy's arrival. 2010, 5 and 7. 2011, 6 and 7. 2012, 6 and 7. 2013, 3 and 9. 2014, 2 and 10. 2015, 3 and 9. 2016, 3 and 9. 2016 is Matt Campbell's first season in Ames, Iowa at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. 2017, 8 and 5. So in the what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. The previous eight seasons before Brock Purdy's arrival, they had one winning season, and it was the season before he got there. Brock Purdy arrives in 2018, enters. In game five of the season, uh, Iowa State goes eight and five, but seven and two with Purdy under under center. Uh, they lose the Alamo Bowl to Washington State. 2019, seven and six. They lost the Camping World Bowl to Notre Dame. 2020, nine and three, eight and one in conference, finished ninth in the AP poll. No bowl game because it's 2020. It's the COVID year. Mm-hmm. 2021, seven and six, and they lost the Cheez It Bowl versus Clemson the four years that Brock Purdy was at Iowa State they had a winning record in fact in his junior season they were they um, went all the way to ninth in the AP poll 2022 first season without Brock Purdy four and eight and one and eight in conference the dude's a winner I mean he's a winner and you can't I know that people would love to argue that Jimmy Garoppolo, when people would argue Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner, it's like, you can't, you know, you can't quantify that, whatever. I agree. You can't quantify it, but, but it's there. It's there. And, and this kid, like I said, came in fifth game as a red, as a red shirt, not even a red shirt freshman, a true freshman and led that team to a seven and two record. Nothing is too big for this kid because he prepares like nobody else. And that's the other thing that Michael Smith said was his preparation and his experience are reminiscent of 2001 Tom Brady. And that, hopefully, for everyone listening, everyone watching right now, hopefully that gets you excited as hell, because it did for me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and I think that to that point, there is, you know how randomly like you'll go to YouTube and you'll see certain clips that pop up on your homepage just based off of stuff that that you've been searching for and, and whatever yeah. the algorithm is. So around the time of, Gosh, it, it was earlier this year. Around, it had to have been around the draft when I was like looking at college players and like, you know, looking at scouting, things like that. There was a video of a quarterback and it said like the most, I believe the title was the most ridiculous incompletion you'll ever see or something like that. Uh, I'll link, I'll link it to my, my Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out okay. later. Um, but it just was a quarterback, you know, that was rolling out of the pocket and he was completely horizontal, like about, Oh yeah. Off and, the ground. And he threw and, the ball with like less than a foot off the ground. Right. And I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And you know who that quarterback was? It was Brock Purdy. That was Brock Purdy. Number 15 and from Iowa state. I, I thought nothing at the time of it. Right. And I thought that, well, I mean, I thought that was a fantastic incompletion. That's crazy athleticism, but beyond that, I thought nothing at the time of it. And now you've got that guy leading your team into the playoffs for at least one home game. So that's one thing. The second thing I wanted to touch on was that same thought of 2001 Brady. And every once in a while, I tweeted this out too. Every once in a while, like you'll come across a situation where a quarterback has like that quote unquote improbable journey where you just like, where did, where did this guy come from? Or this kind of all came together at one time. It happened in 99 with Kurt Warner happened in 2000 with Trent Dilfer. It happened in 2001 with Brady, which subsequently turned the greatest quarterback of all time. 2002 with Brad Johnson. You could argue 2012 with Joe Flacco, but I mean, I feel like Flacco was a little bit better than, than most of those guys with the exception of Brady and Nick Foles in, in 2018. So could this be the next sort of improbable journey for quarterbacks? And, and the reason why I think it might be is because all of those teams had one or both of these things, a good running game and an elite defense. So the Niners have both of those right now. They've got, as, as long as they can stay healthy, they've got both of those. Plus you add Debo and Elijah Mitchell coming in at the end of the season. And it's going to be, this is going to be a really scary group to stop. The only thing that I will say here is that they have to stay healthy. And the other thing that you and I were talking about offline is, so they've won, they've won seven in a row now, right? 
And there's three games left on the schedule. There's Washington Raiders and, and whatever's left of the Arizona Cardinals. It's very possible that they can win all three of those games. So you're telling yeah. me that you're going into the playoffs with a 10 game win streak at that point, right? I know I'm looking ahead and then you got to win four more to hoist the Lombardi. So that's 14 wins in a row, essentially that you're asking the team to do. It's, it sounds, this sounds really dumb, but just as a fan, the fan in me, kind of wants them to like lose a game just to get it out of the way and then just have them start like a little baby winning streak in the playoffs. You're like, okay, because it's really hard to win, you know, 10 games in a row in the NFL, let alone 14, right? It just doesn't happen. So, because at some point, yeah. some team's going to get you, right? And I want that to happen in the regular season, right? Whether Purdy is healthy enough to play against Washington or not, we'll see. But I, I would much rather them just like throw one game in the, in the regular season of rest of players and like, all right, cool. Let's just restart, reset, and then we can we can start with another win streak. I know it's completely unfounded, completely superstitious, and completely ridiculous, but for the sake of sake of our content, you know, I want to put that out there and see what people say. Well, and here's the thing, and and I under I I completely understand. You're right. Like that's like you said, that's 14 in a row. I I, I honestly I don't know that uh, I don't know if anybody has you know has an NFL win streak of, of well, I guess. The, the, the Dolphins, the undefeated Dolphins, and then the yeah. the Patriots, the, the Patriots, yeah. Patriots. But, but yeah, but here's the thing: number the number two seed is is a hundred percent in play right now, right? The Vikings yep. have the number two seed; they have a right now a half game lead on the 49ers because they haven't played yet this week. Uh, mm -hmm. The the Vikings have three losses; the 49ers have four. The Vikings play the uh, the Colts this week. And then they end their season against the Giants, the Packers, and the Bears. Those are their last four games. This Vikings team, I, I really don't know what to what to make of them. Um, I don't feel that they're as good as their record is. And so I, I do think that there is a game in there where they could be got. And so yeah. as much as as much as it would be nice to to rest Christian McCaffrey for a little bit, it'd be nice to to rest Brock and his oblique and, and that rib injury, whatever that is, you know, the nice thing is they have 10 days now, um, which I, I think should, should be good for Brock, but mm -hmm. you, you got to push for that two seed because if you get that two seed one, you're guaranteed two home playoff games, right? Mm -hmm. If you win the first, let's, you know, let's throw that out there. You're guaranteed two. And then if and and then that's the big one, right? Because even if even if they don't get two, they'll get three. And if somebody if somebody knocks off the the Eagles and and the 49ers continue to play, then they would host they would host unless again the Vikings stay at two and they win their you know their first two games. So I, I think they gotta push, uh they gotta push, you know, they gotta push for that two seed. And I think they will. I don't think they I don't think they want to rest on their laurels. But right. that's the other thing is you look at this NFC playoff picture and, you know, we talked about it on the last episode. Is there any team that scares you, you know, and, and, and Akash did say the, the Eagles and, and I, I get it. You know, I understand. I don't want to say the Eagles don't scare me, but there's also this, I think Dallas could go into Philly and beat Philly. I really do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the beauty about that is again, then the NFC championship game ends up at Levi's if, if the 49ers make it. So you know, that is, that has to be the goal. That has to be the goal. And I assume that it is for them. Uh, and so, you know, here's the thing about Brock Purdy, right? Every time, 
it was in week one. Oh, what a test, right? To come in cold mm-hmm. and lead against a playoff team. He passed that test. And then it was like, oh, next test. You've got the GOAT coming in. It's a homecoming game for him. First time he's played in a long time. The Bucks have, have a, a, a decent defense. Todd Bowles, you know, is going to make life a living hell for a rookie quarterback. Boom, you know, passes that test. Then it's like, okay, but now he has to go to Seattle on a short week. Division opponent, biggest rival, hat and t-shirt game, mm-hmm. oblique and rib injury. What happens? Absolutely knocks it out of the park. Every challenge you set up, this kid has knocked him down. And yeah. so I I was about to say, you know, now he faces his next challenge and what will amount to the best defense that he's faced so far, which is the Washington Commanders on Christmas Eve. But this kid, this kid is, an, is a test acer, right? He's aced every test. And so I have all the confidence in the world that regardless of, of, of which opponent he's facing, he's going to be fine. The game is not going to be too big for him. Did he throw an interception in this game? I mean, technically, no, right? Not on the stat sheet, but we all know that was a that was a pick, right? And and right. what I think about Purdy is he's going to watch film back and also say that's an interception. What can mm-hmm. I learn from that? Right? He's gonna he's gonna tag that himself. And so, but but he's a rookie quarterback. Like I would expect an interception. And even if he threw that one, I wasn't going to be like, oh great, like okay, well I guess he's not as good as we thought. No, I mean. <laughs> Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions, right? And rookie quarterbacks absolutely are going to throw interceptions. You have to have that expectation going in. And as long as you do, then you can you can weather that storm and be like, oh, it is what it is, right? So, yeah, I think they got to win out. Um, and then if, you know, if they decide to rest some players against Arizona, maybe, depending upon, again, what, what the Vikings do, but... I think I think they're going to gun for that two seed, and I think they should. I I just feel like there's too much time left between now and the end of the season. Like I just feel like, yeah, you know, at that point you you will have been resting guys for like a month, and there's right. something to be said That's, about yeah, rest versus rust, right? And I think that you just can't. If there were if there was like a week, if there were like a week left in the season, then you could say like, okay, fine. But the mm-hmm. other thing that I that I the counterpoint that I do have to you, to to your point about Minnesota getting number two is that. To be honest, that's that is one of the most beatable teams in the playoffs right now. If, oh, 100%. if you look at it, like I, I, Minnesota does not scare me one bit, and it's because of their quarterback, right? So I think that I can see Minnesota getting knocked off in the first round. I really can, depending on who they play. And if the Niners end up with the three seed, then so be it. But I think that the overarching thing before we before we kind of get out of here and wrap up here, um, I want to I want to also give flowers to Christian McCaffrey as well. His best game, I feel yeah. like, since he's been here, at least running the ball, he was fantastic. It was it was a very Christian McCaffrey heavy game plan, and this is why you got him right for yes. games like this. And I'm so glad that Kyle Kyle featured him like he did, and you made that trade in for primetime games like this where your stars come out to shine, and the stars won the game for the 49ers last night. Christian McCaffrey, Dre Greenlaw, Nick Bosa, that 49ers defense, which is full of talented players, the stars are paid to win, and they won the game for you last night. And the defense. I, there's how much more can you say every time you need a big play they're there every time you need to stop they're there every every time you need them, them to step up they did they had all two the people talk about the almost brock purdy interception awesome geno smith had like three of those when yeah. the Niners almost yep. picked it off so they were they're always around the ball it's not just that they're a sound tackling team that doesn't force turnovers they force turnovers and game-changing turnovers so 
this is the thing that scares teams the most. You have a hot quarterback and you have a hot, a hot defense going into the playoffs. And it is very difficult to beat a hot quarterback and a hot team in the playoffs because they're all one game seasons at that point. And this 49ers team, I can guarantee you, nobody wants a part of this team right now. No. Nobody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Not not a single team. And, no. you know, and that's the thing. We talked this whole time, barely brought up the defense, because it just feels like that's the expected, you know, that is the expected uh, uh, result. And and here's the thing. I, I said it earlier. I, I, I threw it on the timeline last night. I, I, I want to say the second or third quarter trying to figure out a name for this nickname for this defense. I said the NC 17 defense, right? Cause there's no chance right. you're scoring more than 17. And here's the thing. They've played 14 games this season in those 14 games in 11 of them teams have scored 17 or less. Like that is incredible in, in, in a league where the rules have been put in place to have incredible offenses. You've got this defense that is literally destroying teams and it's Mm -hmm. so fun to watch as a fan of that team probably terrifying to watch as a fan of any other team but yeah Nick Bosa the entire defensive line Geno Smith was was under duress all game uh they couldn't run the ball uh again this offense didn't feel like they could do anything and did they score a touchdown at the end they absolutely did and and it felt like you know there was a a couple of a, a couple of confusing plays that had back-to-back long gains that ended up, you know, they ended up giving up seven there. And, and so, but this scored 13, right? Yeah. I, I said, I said after is actually prior to uh, prior to the last drive in the first half, right? The 49ers were driving uh, and then, and I tweeted out, I said, if Kyle Shanahan can get his patented Madden double up, right? Which is Mm -hmm. score a touchdown to end the first half, receive the kick in the second half and go down and score a touchdown. That would have, that was going to put this game to 21 and three, 21 to three. And that was going to effectively end it. And that's what happened. They got to 20 points and I guarantee everyone on that team said, Oh, we're at 20 game over. Right. Not that we're going to stop playing, but we have enough faith in our defense to know that this team that we're playing right now, there's no chance they're scoring 20. Mm-hmm. There's no chance. So we good, right? Like on, on to, on to our Christmas party. Uh, Akash said that uh, little birdie told him that uh, they're, they're having their, the 49ers are having their Christmas party tomorrow. And so, okay. you know, they'll be smoking that uh, NFC West division champs pack at the, uh, at the Christmas party. 
Uh, I'm sure they're going to tie one off there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to need someone to have uh, some video in there of, of, of what Brock Purdy looks like when he ties <laughs> one on. Cause I can imagine it's uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to imagine, but, uh, but yeah, this, this team, I, I said it right before you, you hopped on Zane, this team is special. It feels special. Yep. It feels different. It feels different than 2019. It feels mm -hmm. different than 2012. It just mm -hmm. feels different. It feels destiny-ish to me. Yeah. And and again, with the number of storylines on QB3, QB3 is a seventh round rookie that has come in and absolutely, you know, filled the shoes that he needed to. Like just so many storylines. This just aggressively violent and and punishing defense a master play caller on both sides of the ball. In my opinion, the NFL coach of the year in Kyle Shanahan, the NFL assistant coach of the year in D'Amico Ryans. And I would argue the NFL executive of the year in John Lynch for the amount of depth and roster building that they've done to be able to clinch a division title with three games to play when your QB one started the season as your QB three. Just they are incredible. the first team, incredible, the first team to clinch the division title yeah. this year in the NFL. Yep. And there were several times this season. I just, as we kind of wrap up here, I, I want to just have. Well, we have NC a, we have seventeen a defense, Sarah. NC seventeen, because there's no and, chance that you are uh, scoring seventeen, and also NC seven rated NC seventeen for violence. I <laughs> love it, <laughs> and you know, just to, just to an overarching feeling of thankfulness right now, because there were, we thought that the season was done a couple times when yeah. Trey got hurt first. And then yep. when they were three and four, like we were on this show saying like, man, what is this season going to be? What is going to happen? They don't have a first round pick. And, and we were talking about like this team, not, not being able to build for the future and all those things. And, and then Jimmy goes down and we're like, Oh man, now, now we're really in trouble. But then here comes Brock Purdy putting the Superman cape on. And it's just That's always right. the most unassuming people that, that kind of take you out of that, that sort of dark place. And I think that the way that the team and the fan base and the city and everybody have rallied around Brock Purdy universally to say like, Hey, you are the guy, because really there's no, there's no QB discussion at this point. They're all hurt. Right. So yeah, everybody's rallying around Brock and saying, you are the guy, right. You are our last hope, right? Like, you know, Star Wars, you are our last hope, right? Like yes. that's basically, basically what it is, Brock, right? You are our last hope. Exactly. And it's, it's been so nice to see because man, when, when a team and a fan base in a city rally behind a guy like that, it really gives them confidence. And this team is playing with a confidence that really we, we haven't seen from, from them in a long it's time. It's unmatched. Like even 2019, right? Like we, they were, they were winning, but there were, there were some cracks in the armor and they were like, all right, like, all right, like, you know, we'll see if they can, and there were questions about Jimmy and there are questions, all sorts of questions that people have. But like, I, I think that right now, Brock's kind of just like out there and playing. And one thing that I thought about before we went on the air today is that I feel like he's just too young to be worried about certain things, like to, to be stressed, right? Like too young. And you know, we're young and ignorant. We just don't care about stuff, right? We just live our life. That's too just blessed what he's to doing. be stressed. Exactly. He's just, he's just playing right now. And when you're a veteran quarterback, you're you're taught all of these things and, and all these mechanics and all this other stuff, these bad habits that you develop that you're trying to get you, your mind often becomes like mechanical and, and you just don't let it out and play right now. It just feels like everything's coming to him easily because it's not mechanical for him. He just, he's just going out there and playing. And I, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with his youth. Like he just doesn't know any better. Like 
Seattle didn't phase him because he didn't know any better because he's never played in Seattle before. Right. So I think that they're using that to their advantage. And I, I really hope that they can capitalize on this. Look, records are made to be broken. The idea that no rookie quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl, that is made to be broken. That will one day be broken. Will it be this year? Who knows? I really hope so. Yeah. I mean, why not Brock? Right. Why, why not, not Brock? Brock? So, all man, right. This is three shows this week, man. This is, this I know. Is great I know. It's fantastic. This was man. fun. It's, this was really fun. But I mean, this team's, hey, this team's fun to talk about. They are fun to talk about. And it's, and it's a lot of fun to see what's going to happen next. And man, Al wasn't able to join us today, but he'll, he'll be with us next time. But man, I just, I'm, I'm so happy right now with where this team is headed. And it's such a stark contrast from four months ago, right? Where we were just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And I'm absolutely. so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy right now. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, but like you said, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with Al. Uh, I think we're trying to line up uh, at least one guest next week. Uh, I know that uh, uh, at least one could be uh, Mr. Brian Peacock of Lockdown 49ers, hoping to get him on next week. But uh, make sure to uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the No Huddle podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that little bell so you get alerts when we go live. Like I said, we'll be back on Monday. But for Zane Nackby, I am Brian Rennick, and this is Odyssey's No Huddle Podcast. See you next time. Peace. Nine zero three. One zero three. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 